for a big leap, he got one as well. To second place, Baranalco presenting arms, running on with them. Marokunzo trying to make all, presenting arms. Noel Feely is closing him down. Marokunzo and Nick Schofield only just going to last home. Let's give a round of applause and congratulate him on the success of Marokunzo. Ian Fogg, ladies and gents. Ian Fogg, the winning owner. Getting your first runner as a syndicate here in Cheltenham, and it's a winning one. Yes, a winning one. Hello once again for our third Ditchit Thoroughbreds podcast and a chance to catch up on all the latest news and go behind the scenes at this innovative racing syndicate. I'm Rupert Bell and I've come to the stables here in Ditchit in the heart of the Somerset countryside on a crisp winter's morning as Paul Nichols is giving out his instructions to his team as they prepare to go out for what is the third lot of the day. And in this month's programme we'll get a mid-term report from Paul on the inaugural season for the syndicate Talk to the person who looks after the horse, Kulsha Lass, who's about to have her morning spin, as well as put the director of the syndicate, Ian Fogg, in the mastermind chair. So let's start with Paul, who I spoke to just before he's heading out to watch his horses have their daily workout. Yeah, we're very pleased. I mean, it's halfway through the season, you know, it's only a few months down the line, haven't started. We've got 10 nice horses. We've attracted some really nice owners. Two or three of the horses are sold out completely. We've had some nice winners. Winner at Cheltenham. Quilcher Lass won a listed race last week at Taunton. Yeah, it's going really well. How impressed were you with that Quilcher Lass win? Because obviously that was... I mean, winning a listed race, it takes some doing, but it, it was it looked good. It did look good. I mean, she's improved enormously from her first run at Hereford, which I thought she would. We were back in trip to two miles, but she looked very good. And she's now got two aims. She's going to go to Doncaster uh, at the end of January for a, a grade two mare's race. And then she's going to run in the Mayor's Novice Hurdle at Cheltenham Festival. So that's our two sites for her. Is there any horse that you look at that's been part of the ditches that's perhaps exceeded expectation? Is it Quilcher Lass or is there, are there other horses that um, just could could kick on to be really good? Well, it's early days at the moment, um, but she's you know she's she's the one who's probably done the best so far. But you know you could flip through a lot of them really. Or Bassa is really I think a spring horse. He'll click into form in a minute. Maracuja's done well. You know he's won two nice races. One at Cheltenham was second to all two. Or, or I think he's just very 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 smart. I mean, wouldn't surprise me he ended up being better than Sprinter Sacker, and that's saying something. He's very smart. So we've run second to him. He'll do well novice chasing in the spring. Montreal Coe's a really nice horse that we haven't run yet. He runs at Wincanton on the 19th of January. We'll just stay hurdling with him, possibly have a Fred Winter entry. Valpin Gelois improved enormously from his first run. One at Taunton is going to mark up 121. So I'm going to use that. He's going to run in a handicap hurdle at Taunton on January the 11th. And then if we could end up getting up to near 128, 129, 30, he'll definitely have an entry for the Fred Winter. And when you look at your horses for of the of the ditchit for Cheltenham, what do you? Because obviously when it started, that was very much yeah. the aim. Have, have you got the sort of right number when you were sitting down in the summer saying, well, I've got three or four that might be going to Cheltenham. That's maybe even better than you thought. Just to have one to go to Cheltenham will be good in our first year, but you know there's a possibility of several of them having entries. Them young horses like Coastal Tier, Closacro is going to have his wind under command. So they don't want to be going there this year. You know they're no, they're babies. They want to win novice hurdles, well, gain experience till they go chasing next year. Jesper's dream she could run in the mayor's race you know there's definitely possibilities there which is good for the first year to have some entries at Cheltenham it's fantastic for more information on our winning syndicate email inquiries at ditchit.com and follow us on social media at ditchit thoroughbreds so it's been a terrific start but as Paul mentioned Kosha Lass has proved to be a bit of a star following her win at Taunton Beth Mager looks after her and rides her out on a daily basis and I spoke to her 
just as she was preparing Koshalas to have her morning workout. I absolutely adore her, yeah. She's a fantastic mare. She's, um, she's a lovely, lovely, lovely character. She, um, she loves her work and uh, she's feeling very, very pleased with herself after her last run. Um, yeah, we're going to go for a little canter today and um, she's been feeling quite fresh. So, um, had, when she first came in, I'm looking at her, she's standing almost quiet as a church mouse. Yeah. Is, that, is that her normal uh, m mode of behaviour? It is. It is in the stable at the moment. Yeah, she's an absolute sweetheart. She's a joy to look after. Um, she was very buzzy when she first came in. Um, we had to send her out with just one other horse because it was all a bit much for her, fried her head a little bit. But she's, um, as I say, she absolutely loves her work, so she's really settled down to it. And, um, yeah, she's going fantastic. And uh, just has come on from every run. Just better and better every time. Keeps giving us more. So. And, and what is the daily routine that you have with her? Well, perhaps all the horses anyway, but is there anything different you do with her or is she very, as you say, straightforward? No, she's completely straightforward, yeah. I mean, she's, she's either first or second lot for me usually because she's only just run and we've just done one canter, so she's out third lot today, um, which she doesn't get too happy about. She starts to sort of box walk if she's in till third lot because she wants to get out and get on with it, really. But um, no, I think she's quite happy in there today at the moment with all the noise and action going on around her. She's got a touch of class about her. I mean, we're talking about running her in some really good races and obviously there's, there's that small meeting in Cheltenham in March to look forward to. She's got the kind of class that can make an impact there. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd certainly like to think so. To be honest, um, I wasn't really sure what she had at first. She's incredibly genuine and that's always been her sort of selling point for me anyway. Um, but yeah, as we've gone on, she's uh, gone better and better and better and showing us more each time. So yeah, excited to see how far she can go really. Well, she... It looks very docile at the moment, but we do know she's got an engine. That's the key. Oh, absolutely. She'll have a good few bucks in the shoot this morning as well. You're listening to The Winning Team, the racing syndicate podcast from Ditchit Thoroughbreds. Well, in this month's podcast, we're going to put the man behind the Ditchit Thoroughbreds on the spot. And that is Ian Fogg. And he's going to come into the mastermind chair we're in the Manor Inn, the famous watering hole based in Ditchit, the home of Paul Nichols, and put him under the spotlight, and he's now got to answer questions on his chosen subject. And your chosen subject, Ian Fogg, is? Ditchit Thoroughbreds. Right, Ditchit Thoroughbreds it is for Ian Fogg. He has a minute to answer as many questions as possible, and in time-honoured master's mind to uh, fashion, uh, you will be able to answer the last question when the clock stops. So here we go. We are starting now. And first question, which race course did Maracuja win on his debut? Uh, Newton Abbott. Correct. How many shares are available in each horse syndicate? 20. Correct. How long will each syndicate run for? Two years. Correct. This particular horse made a winning start for Ditchit Thoroughbreds in a mare's novice hurdle at Hereford last October. Name the horse. Quilcher Lass. Correct. What is the official website of Ditchit Thoroughbreds to find out more about the syndicate? Ditchit Thoroughbreds. Well, dot com, but I'll give you that. Where did Coastal Tiep win last October? Uh, pass. Pass, OK. It, I'll give you the answer at the end. We've got 15 seconds to go. Who rode Maracuja to both his victories last year? Oh, pass. OK, uh, right, that's two passes. And how much has Obasa won in only four runs? I have no idea. <laughs> OK, that's three. We're not doing too well. Final question coming up. I've started, so I finish. Uh, how much would a share set you back for Maracuja if there were any available? Uh, Maracuja would be £12,750. Correct. 
The buzzer has gone. Ian Fogg, you have passed on three. The first one you passed on was where did Coastal Chap win last October? The answer was Chepstow. Who rode Maracuja to both his victories last year? The answer was Sam Twist and Davis. And how much has our buzzer won in only four runs? And the answer to that question is over £37,000. You got six correct answers. Well done, Ian Fogg. If you want the chance to own your own racehorse with Ditchit Thoroughbreds, then email us at inquiries at ditchit.com. Well, that brings us to an end of this latest Ditchit Thoroughbreds podcast. And what a joy it has been to come down to Paul Nichols's yard, even in the depths of winter, to see his string. And if you want to find out more about the syndicate, then you can visit the website, ditchitthoroughbreds.com, or indeed the new app, which can be downloaded via the App Store. And don't forget to check out our next podcast with me, Rupert Bell, as we start the countdown to the Cheltenham Festival. 